Previously on Anything Goes. In Canada, we kind of get worried about controversy, where in America it seems to be more celebrated. Oh, they, yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. I mean, I certainly went through, the, like, the attack. Well, and, and that's also, they have to attack you to show, if it's the media, right. to show where this is. Well, well, it, it's it's kind of like on these shows where they'll bring out, like, a woman who has two heads. Yeah. yeah. And and she the, sings in stereo. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and she could do a great who's on first base. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. I recently got a baseball team. Yes. <laughs> and, and it's like, it's like those shows where they have a woman with two heads or someone with no arms or legs. They're freak shows. Of course. Yeah, but nowadays you don't go, here, pay your 10 cents and look at this horrible freak of nature. Right. The person, God, uh, you know, God's mistake we could look at. Now they go, look at this courageous individual. But you're selling a freak show. Fox News is the carnival barker now. And it's like, so with, with me, it was like... You know, te- you know, acting shocked because you don't want to say, hey, this sounds like something we could, you know, put S's in the seats once again. Yeah, it's so it's so funny. And uh, that when I mean, when you mentioned the Michael Richards thing, it's sort of like as a comic, I've I've actually been in situations where I, I'm not necessarily defending Michael Richards, but I'm I'm also I'm I'm just defending comedians in a sense that like, I mean, he tried to do something that was funny that night. But now he's labeled a racist, which, you know, back if he hadn't gotten recorded that night, you're right. There was a bunch of comics who would have been said, oh, man, Michael Richards tried to be funny one night and it wasn't. Yeah. But now he's like a racist forever. Oh, yes. And it's just it's one of those things that people never want to give comedians that um, exit door of uh, he tried something funny and it wasn't. You're immediately like like uh, um, yeah. You're immediately labeled Shunned. racist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now he'll have to answer for that. Right. It, yeah. When the whole time he just tried to do something funny and it wasn't because he was trying to put that little Lenny Bruce spin on it at the end where he was like, oh, those controversial words. Oh yeah. And, and you could kind of tell what. Oh, he's tr- he's he's really trying to go that route of things that we can can't say anymore. But all we saw was him just screaming, you know, the word nigger over and over again. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and it's like, well, I love there, too. It's like, you can't use that word. You have to say the N-word. Yeah. Right. And there Be- are a lot of N-words out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Norwegian. <Yeah>. Nachos. <laughs> anything. And it's like, so if you use the term the N-word or the C-word or the F-word, no one knows what word right. you're using. Right. Well, and, and and quite frankly, that I think women will get just as pissed off uh, if you use the word "cute," which oh, is also yes. a c word. Yes. Or if you use the word "crazy," which is <laughs> also another c word. Let alone "cunt." I know a lot more women that will admit to being cunts over "cute" and "crazy." Oh you know, yeah. That's, it's just it's just ridiculous sometimes. And now let's get to a new exciting show. Don't touch that dial. It was molested and it brings back horrible memories. 
This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. And Kathleen McGee. And I'll execute every motherfucking last one of you. Can you dig it? Yeah, exactly. So. Okay, we're recording, right, Dave? Yes, we are. All right. Uh, so uh, if you're joining the show this week, uh, we have a special guest, Kathleen McGee, who is getting married, is getting super busy, so she cannot come in every single week. So we've asked uh, Jenny to come and sit in for this week. Uh, Jenny is a stand-up comedian from Toronto, a mother of how many children? Just two. Two children. Two. Oh, just two. Okay, just two. Uh, and two children. And how long have you did comedy for up till now? Oh, just about three years. I, okay, I got so into it pretty late in life. Uh, you know, later than later than I, I, I'd like. But you know, yes, here I am now. Okay. Uh, but yeah. And before that, because I've obviously perused your Facebook page. First of all, uh, you're one of the few uh, comics that I read stuff to my wife, and I've said <laughs> before, she's actually quite shocked <laughs> at some of the things that you say. So uh, I perused your Facebook, and it said that in the past you've been in uh, the Undertaker or funeral directing business. Yes, that that is true. Um, yes, about about thirteen, fourteen years. Uh, I've been I've been doing that. Um, I'm a licensed embalmer. Um, I've actually, uh, sorry, I've let my license lapse, uh, but I'm not working right now. But yeah, that's what I do. Uh, I do embalmings. I've done 2,500 embalmings, which I like to let people know is a lot. Cause you know, you probably don't have much of a frame of reference, but that's like a lot. Do you get some kind of watch at a thousand or a ring at no. 2,000? No, you don't get nothing. You get nothing. Like a club card? It's no, it's a bad gig. It's a bad gig. Uh, it's not a good gig, but it's uh, you know somebody's got to do it, and I so, did it so, for a very long time. Okay, before you continue, so for example, when you work in a funeral home, you said it's yeah. a bad gig. So is it all based on seniority on who has to do the embalming? Like it's kind of lowest person on a total oh, pole? No, 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 no. We all fight over the embalmings. Oh, we fight over the embalmings. Oh yeah, dealing with the bereaved is a painful experience okay. i don't like that that that's the hard part and then the funeral depending on what funeral home you're at it's got to be really perfect and timed and you know everybody's not a hair out of place and i'm a fucking mess as a person so i, I just you know i don't really like being with the shiny black shoes and the shiny black car and doing all that i'm really not good at that it's for everybody's best that i'm kept in the basement with um, the basically but with the dead yeah uh but no it's um it's a pretty even split, you know. Some people excel at, right? You know, the people, the living people part, right? Um, but yeah, I've done more embalming than anything else. Seniority? No, that's not really a thing. But it, it, it's not a lot of money. People think that it's a lot of money, and it's not. Maybe in the '60s it was. Right. Uh, you know, now. Why in the '60s would it have been yeah. more money? Everybody's doing cremation now. You oh, can just. Okay. You could just do a direct cremation and go to a restaurant and put up a picture and everybody can tell stories and you really don't need me at all, you know, to right. you don't need to go to a funeral home. And people are doing that, especially wealthy people, especially like the wealthy white demographic just kind of decided like, we're not going to spend 25000 on funerals anymore. Right. And, you know, uh, and, you know, and it changed, but 
yeah, so it's not a lot of money unless you got your name on the sign. Unless you want to marry one of the boss's sons or, you know, Fisher and Sons or whatever. If you want to marry one of them, you might right. be okay, but. No, okay, would you, okay, no, like just for like, um, I mean, I know exactly what, I, I know I know the ins and outs of the funeral business, but just for everyone else who doesn't know. And um, I don't know very much, so go ahead, Darren. Yeah, so this can be for Darren. I, I know exactly what, what you're talking about. And, I could probably uh, teach Darren a thing or two, but just in case any people don't. Okay, when you say embalming, is that the is that the process of like shoving the the body full of fluids, or, or uh, is, and that is that is that the makeup process? Like, do you do the hair and makeup on the on the? I do that. I do the hair and makeup. I wouldn't call that part of the embalming. The embalming uh, it happens. It's like a little surgery. Uh, oh. You replace the blood with the um with the chemicals see i get excited talking about this but then i'll go too far too because i get too excited and people are you know so i'll just but yeah it's 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 gross it's uh it's but it's you know it's uh it it, uh, preserves them makes them look a little pinker makes them look a little better right if someone's having a closed casket funeral do you ever just say listen you could save some money and go close and then don't have any hair makeup going on Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Plenty of people don't have any funerals at all. Don't get to be seen. Some people only like, you know, two relatives will see them just in a cardboard box, you know, before the cremation. Like uh, you don't need embalming unless you're putting on a show, really. Um, and I always want to save people money, which is why they kept me in the basement, too, because, you know, right. I'm just selling expensive yeah. boxes you're, to sad people. You weren't a big upseller? You you wouldn't yeah, make it in the car no. business? No, no. And they want that, too. They're like, oh, what? okay, why don't you get the, sell a vault, right? A vault to protect the casket, like a big mm. concrete box that'll go in the ground around the casket. Eventually, the casket itself will just fall apart to nothing, right? Right. But there's that big concrete box there forever, which is terrible for, you know, the land. Or it's yeah, ridiculous. the environment. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, and we're the only it's only English speaking countries that do it this way. Like England and Australia and the states. In Norway, they don't have funeral homes. They don't do embalming. Right. Uh, they don't dress them in a suit. Everybody gets the same little white pine box. And they bury them on top of each other every every 25 30 years. They'll just put down another casket in the family and you know mm-hmm. there's nothing left of Oh, okay. So it's the same family, though, where they stack them on top of each other. Yeah, yeah. Not, but, yeah. Like and by the time they bury the next guy, there's not much left of the last one. Is right. Okay. So it's not like you're get on. You're, you're just tossed in with everybody, like a greyhound bus or something like that. <laughs> no, it's not a mass grave situation. No, but they do reuse the graves, and they don't try and put things in the earth that will stay forever. Yeah, because they, they have like some. I don't think that's like, cool, and I can't really argue with them because it does you know because they do have like some steel steel coffins too but like the more you kind of explain it the less sort of sense it makes to keep a body around like unless you're going to be bringing me back to life i'm just i'm all for cremation yeah 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 yeah. i I would definitely just want that just a direct cremation i don't want anybody to come and see me dead and looking weird and you know no matter and they always look weird right like even Again. Even though of us, they're good at it, they always look different and waxy and yeah, you know, will, they always got. There's not, you know, and it, it, it's a little bit, it's a little bit, 
you know, like I say, uh, like the whole just sanitizing and cosmetizing of the death and making it just like, you know, look I like thought, I thought you nap. Meant- it's weird. I don't necessarily support it, but you know. I thought you, when you said that you lost your license or your license had expired, I thought that was all about like the, the hair and makeup side to it. Like you'd have to get retested again and, and put like makeup on a new dead body. And then they'll be like, oh no, that's way too, you know, no. Yeah. Oh, like makeup's not a big deal. Uh, what I would have to do is I'd have to pay them $200. Oh, okay. It's like every- study classes. Yeah. Um, and I'd probably have to take a test again about like the legislature stuff, uh, legislation stuff. Uh, obviously, I need to study. But uh, yeah, I'd have to take another test about it. There's a lot to know. You can get in a lot of trouble. If you put, for example, the wrong body in the wrong grave or something like any kind of mix ups, right. uh, or you dress somebody in the wrong person's clothes, like, these are the kinds of things that will ruin your day. For right. Sure. Well, yeah. It's not going to ruin their day, but if you day. don't get fired, if you don't get fired, it's a really big deal if you fuck up. It it it, it is. There's a lot of pressure that way. So um, so there there was a comic. His name is Dave Hook. He's no longer with us, but he always had a great joke about this topic because I wanted to ask you about this, mm-hmm. and he likes to do an impression of the guy who's checking in Marilyn Monroe's body at the morgue. And he's like, hey guys, uh, you guys can take off. I'll take it from here. Insinuating he's going to fuck Marilyn Monroe, right? And so, of course, there has to be that going on in funeral homes. Well, no, of course. You say, yeah. no. No, it's Like, not. that's happened, right? I don't think so. Um, I, I like that you're saying it happens all the time. And I, I didn't I say agree. all the time. I no, said it has I happened. Think- I think it's an urban legend. I, I'm glad to talk about this. I think that's an urban legend. I talk to a lot of people that say, oh, yeah, the mortician. It all is the same thing, by the way. Mortician, undertaker, funeral director, embalmer, whatever. Yeah. The mortician in my hometown got fired for fucking, they caught him fucking the bodies. Nobody's ever actually been able to show me any kind of actual evidence that this has ever actually happened one time. And necrophilia is it's not like okay pedophilia that is a what would you call that you know a disorder or a dysfunction mm-hmm. or something and you know you can look and see how many are in your neighborhood and they're all over necrophilia is much next level there's not a lot of people i don't think that are willing to have sex with a dead body well if you go to one of their parties you're not going to bring a lot of dates with you so <laughs> I'm gonna like, leave my date outside if I'm gonna go to a yeah. necrophilia party. Yeah, like I, don't and, and I think I, I think it's probably it's, it's probably just one it's probably just one body and a lot of wigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, Ed Gain did that. The the, the yeah, yes. he was the one that kept his mom and dressed her up and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I think that, that I don't think that um I don't think there's a lot of casual necrophilia. I'd be I'd be I'd be shocked. I want to know as much as anybody. Yeah. I heard there was a, a cop that just got caught amidst all the other stuff that's been going on. This cop got caught fondling a dead woman's breast. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That made yeah. me spit out my Diet Coke. Like, I yes. don't find myself easily rustled. But I, like, I've never heard of anything like that. No, nothing's ever happened like that in the funeral business. I never heard, like, I think he's being weird with the bodies. I've never once had that feeling. Everybody is, you know. I was more disturbed when you said casually. 
in the necrophilia. Yeah, that's what I was going to say that, that too. Think, yeah, well, casual necrophilia. I'm just a weekend necrophilia guy. I, yeah. I'm not seven days a week. I'm yeah, every no. other weekend. No, I think you have to be Ted Bundy. I think you have to be pretty committed to the lifestyle. And I think it's got to take up a lot of time. I don't think there's anybody that, you know, is just opportunistically having sex with dead bodies. That's, I, I don't know. I'd love it if somebody could prove to me that it's ever happened. But I, I it's fascinating. So you've, you've never heard of it. So therefore, you know, someone in the business, if it's happened, you would think that'd be like things I, you might joke about. I think I would know. I'm sure it's happened somewhere in the world. I don't know. Oh, it's definitely it's, happened. I mean, yes. It has happened. happened. I'm sure yeah, everything's happened. Yeah. Everything's happened. But um, it's not what I mean, I've if ever you are, if you are someone, Sorry. If, if you are someone that is into necrophilia, no matter how small a population base that is, mm. it is probably worth it to get into the funeral business. Sure. I, you're I, around... I've had I've had a lot of opportunity. I've had a lot of opportunity if I have right. you know um, any. If that yeah. was your thing, yeah. It's like you know if if you're into pedophilia, you become a teacher or a priest. priest. You know, there's or ice you know, cream truck driver. Right. Yes. yes. You know, yes. you do you you put yourself in the situation. Oh, right. I'm just trying to look out for those casual necrophiliacs. Yeah. No, I've never heard of necrophilia happening. I would love. To know if that ever does happen but there is a movie i don't know if you're aware of this it's a canadian movie starring you know uh molly what's her name uh she's in a lot of molly that. parker molly, molly parker. parker yeah yeah and, and she's a female embalmer who's a necrophiliac yeah what, what was movie, that called again the movie's called kissed yes okay. yes okay, it's yes. early 2000s yeah it's very famous yeah it's very yeah, famous movie. Yes. yeah well people like to ask me about that a lot they're like you know is it like is it like that i'm like it's not like that at all that movie was insane and she was like she worked in a funeral home that only had like young attractive men that died there and stuff right. too i noticed uh, <laughs> like, more like a nightclub night slash funeral home really yeah yeah so um yeah that that movie uh definitely spark people's interests but see I, I always thought that would be more of a guy thing but i mean i mean i know the thing with molly parker's a movie so it gets all that. scripted it's just a story but i i think that would be more of a guy thing because i think a guy well i mean i can think of a, a woman did it, if a woman did it she, that would be she's 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 really into it i think a guy would probably just be a necrophiliac because he's just hard up and he can't find anyone else to do it uh, yeah all right yeah. well you're here i'm here yeah, well, you know, men do have kind of the market cornered on perversion in general. So, yeah, definitely. Oh, that sounds yeah. like necrophilia is probably a bit of an old boys club. Is that what I bet it is? Yeah, I, I think I think <laughs> guys invented necrophilia, just like glory holes, as Kathleen has <laughs> yeah. said. I don't think a woman was like, meh, my husband's <laughs> a dead fuck. I'm going to take it one step farther. Right. You're already yeah. bad in bed. How about I? Yeah. yeah, it's different. What's, what's the, what's, is that an urban myth about guys getting erections uh, when they go into like rigor mortis? You know, I think it is. And I still, after uh, all of my experience, I still can't really tell you for sure. Because I've heard, I've heard tales from people that aren't crazy saying that they've seen boners on dead people. Oh, you've been bombed. You've been bombed. Twenty five hundred people. Yeah. Let's let's assume it's like a sixty forty split. You know, kind of thing of guys versus women. Sure. That's over a fifth. That's twelve hundred to fifteen hundred dudes. That's not one erection. Thing. Not one erection. Not right? one erection. Not one right. erection ever. And it doesn't make sense to me that it would, because that's a whole blood flow thing, right? Like I right. don't know. 
Right, um, unless they unless they died, but even if they died with suffering. a boner, even if yeah. they died with a boner, I yeah, I don't know, I don't know that it would stay. It, I don't know. I've never encountered it. I heard it happening at one place I worked, and people thought he might have had like a surgical pump, right, like a boner pump, right, or they could have a cock ring on when they died if they were having sex and died. It yeah, would not yeah. go down if you don't take the ring off. Yeah, yeah, no people like that. But yeah, no, I've never had like problem boner where I'm trying to right. make him presentable to see his grandkids. But <laughs> you got to put a hat on the body. Grandpa never wore a hat. Why is a hat there? Or oh, they have Harry, to cut a hole in the top Harry, of the. Uh, they have a cut a hole in the top of the coffin where the boner. Yeah. Is. Yeah. Um, well. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and yeah, unless you went out of your way, if that was one of your dying wishes is to, is I, I wanted to achieve an erection right before I pass on mm. it to the... It's mine. It's mine. That's yours? Okay. Yep. I'm going to start wearing cock ring all yeah, the time. I, just I, just I, to be I, hard. It, it, it virtually never happens is all that I can say about that. Hey, this is Doug Stanhope, and you're listening to Darren Frost and Friends on Anything Goes XM Radio. But, well, I uh, think I think that the, your the industry just is it's all about they need better branding. So about eight years ago, when Dexter first came out and was a huge hit, like the mm-hmm. first season, second season, all these like CSI schools shot up, and people wanted to work in CSI type thing. And of course, there's all the CSI shows. And that's I just much think, cooler than what I do, putting makeup on it. Solving so, murders so, is much cooler. Of course, but so of course there were six feet under. But that didn't, I I wonder if that actually led to anyone going, I want to work in that business because this show is cool. That is exactly why I did. Yes, it is. And I, sometimes I lie to people. Um, Well, I don't lie. I make it more about the fact that I did go to a lot of funerals as a kid with my grandmother, but I started funeral school in 2005. That was the year six feet under wrap. I was sold. I was totally sold. That show was 90% of the reason probably at the time that I did it. Um, it was a great show. And how does that sh- compare to like obviously their storylines and and it's embellished a bit, but oh is- well, yeah, they've got really, it's it's a soap it's a, like a big soap opera or whatever. Right. So their lives and stuff. Aside from that, though, no, they have uh, what do you call it? Consultants and stuff. Yeah, and it, it's pretty good. It's pretty right. good. And things are a bit different in California too, um, uh, which is where it takes place. Do we do things different in Canada um, in some ways? But um, yeah, more or less. It's pretty good. They did have a boner on the show. On Six mm-hmm. Feet Under, there was a boner. So that's why I don't want to say for sure that Six Feet Under was wrong. Right. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I mean, if you're doing a TV show, if there's a one in chance of a body having a boner, you're going to put it on your show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not one in 10 from what I'm telling you. It, it's bigger than that from what I, I, unless I just keep getting duds. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not turning. They're not. <laughs> A lot of drunk guys or a lot of fucking yeah. coked out dudes right before they die. Dicks have been terrible lately, eh? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not like that. We're pretty professional. So obviously there's always the idea that people who work in that industry have a dark sense of humor. It just kind yeah. of lends itself to obviously around the dead. And it's kind of a bit of a cliche, but I'm sure that's somewhat truthful of a cliche. Absolutely. I love, I, lo- I yeah, I'm absolutely... Um, ghoulish and stuff like that. I like getting to know the backstory on everything. I like getting to go to murder scenes 
I had to go under the tape and I get to take the body. Sometimes I'm on the news. I love, I love that part of it. Right. Um, so like that's the exciting part. Um, but yeah, dark humor, there's a lot of gallows humor. And I think that uh, funeral directors in general are funny. We have a hell of a time. Um, and you Like know, at your we'll, conventions, you guys all get fucked up and then be like, yeah, if someone absolutely. dies, we got it. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, no, um, they're, they're an odd bunch. But uh, I remember when I started funeral school, they just did this silly get to know each other thing. And they asked the people's like top three favorite movies and Harold and Maude was right, right up at the top. Whereas sure. most people, even like my age, I'm not that young, but even my age, they didn't know that movie. But amongst the kids that went to funeral school, they were all very affected by that movie. They're like, oh yeah, that's my favorite movie. That, that really gave everybody a push. Yeah. And then there was My Girl, you know? Oh, where, yeah. yeah, Macaulay yeah, Culkin. Macaulay Culkin gets stung by the bees. But yeah, yeah her father works in the funeral home and she's scared of the bodies and stuff. So yeah, I would say that those, yeah, those were some influences there, but yeah, the, the dark humor is, the dark humor is good. Um, it's, it's consistent. Um, yeah, yeah, no, there it's, it's fun. You want to get fucked up with a bunch of funeral directors. If you ever get a chance, you should. Right, so it's a good time. You should. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good time. Um, there's always war stories and, and what's the uh, what, what's the photograph uh, over your shoulder? Oh, um, that's Rick Moranis. I was going to say it's Rick Moranis, and I'm trying to narrow <laughs> down what movie it's from. Oh, that's from Ghostbusters. He's got the thing on his head, you know, the science thing, like the the metal hat with the yeah. wire. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. From Honey, I Truck. What what movie is that from again? Ghostbusters. Uh, but this is Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Okay, all right. Yeah. I, I take yeah. Some, I take some relief in knowing that the guy that punched out Rick Moranis in New York didn't know who he was. I knew that he couldn't. It would be so weird if he did. Imagine if somebody just like I want to punch Rick Moranis. Yeah, me. it's just it's too random. It's you know just to, the to, last yeah. guy, the last yeah. guy. But, um, Probably some angry dad who's had to watch Honey I Shrunk the Kids so many goddamn times. You motherfucker. If I have to watch that goddamn show one more time, pow. Exactly. That was very distressing news for me. I was like, who the fuck would punch? And if you don't know it's Rick Moranis, all he is is like a five foot four, 70 year old man. Yeah, yeah. Is you know? 70? Yeah, almost. Oh, okay. All right. I, I know everything about him. I'm in love with him. Like, I'm in love with him. How so. old is he? He yeah, was fourteen fifty-two, so he's sixty-eight. Oh, okay. oh, okay, okay. I thought you said he's only fifty-two. I'm like, there's no fucking way. I'm forty-nine. No. There's no way no, he's fifty-two. Born no. in nineteen fifty-two. Yeah. Okay, so he's sixty-eight. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, he's a little old man, so I don't know. Punching well, yeah. Rick is not cool, though. No, 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 no. I just saw him on a, a commercial with Ryan Reynolds, and I thought he looked pretty good, but yeah. Yeah, you just came out back in public, you know, sort of to do a thing, and then just somebody comes up and pushes him. I don't know how you punches him. Well, what now? Um, is he going to be in the new Ghostbusters movie? Because there was one with Paul Rudd that was coming out, and it was going to mostly be kids. But and I don't know who was going to be making an appearance in that. I don't think he um, is. He won't do that. He didn't yeah. do the other one. He was the only one that didn't come back for the other one. Right. Um. Uh, there is apparently a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids sequel. 
Yeah. Which is not my favorite, um, but you know, I'll take him anyway. But I think that he will be doing another Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movie. Okay. Because he yeah. did Honey, I Blew Up the Kids. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I saw them all and they're not like, um, I don't think we need more, but I guess that's the, I guess that's what he was holding out for all these years was another Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movie. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean he's, well, obviously, you know, but maybe some people don't know. He's worked kind of under the radar by doing some cartoon work, not always being billed as him, kind of like under the radar. And he's done his comedy albums and stuff like that. So yeah, he still has worked. His wife died um, yeah. in the in the early 90s. And once he was widowed, he, had, he completely quit Hollywood and he raised his kids. So, you know. Right. It's not to like about it. That's what I'm doing. That's why I quit Hollywood. I yeah. Yeah. my kids. Why I'm not famous too because I, you know, I fucking blame my kids every day. Fucking right, I do. Yeah. Because of those three kids, I'm not famous. Well, it was yeah, no, it's yeah, yeah. That's always a good excuse to have uh, what to to fall back on rather than your own sort of laziness and lack of drive. Dave just blames his cats. That's what Dave does. It's your fucking cats holding you back, Dave. Oh no 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 no! They encourage me all the time. I'm the, I'm the one that holds me back. Don't worry. <laughs> Or just say they're listening to Anything Goes on Sirius XM. Yeah, 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 anytime. Hi there, this is Derek Sagan, and you're listening to Anything Goes on Sirius XM. Fuck you now. <laughs> that, that was good. That gig. Um, did you... Uh, I guess did you get a chance to see the uh, the the Borat film this uh, weekend? I know Darren watched it. No, I am afraid that I did not. I enjoy I enjoy Sasha Baron Cohen, um, even when some of his movies were kind of stupid. I, I I enjoy him. I like him, and I haven't seen it yet. But there was just one. There was one review. I uh, not a review, but it was like a comment left by a friend of mine that it's I don't know. It's just sort of like. You, it's, it's always disappointing when your friends of yours sort of reveal, and this is the one thing about online shit, when people reveal stuff that you're always sort of like, really? You really thought that way? Um, but there's one friend of mine who I was disappointed about reading this just because I thought he was a cooler guy. But he was like, to me, Borat worked best on the Ali G show where the character was used to reveal the true nature of people. I find the movies racist and boring. I don't enjoy any of the narrative they create for him. It all seems so unnecessary and mean-spirited. But it's just, it's a, it's a movie. It's, it's a comedy. And, and I think the movie reveals just as much people's sort of true natures in, in some Oh, absolutely it does. It's not racist. He reveals I, so much racism on that, you know. I, I actually agree with one thing he does say. Yeah. Um, I didn't find it boring, including the first movie or the second one. I don't agree with that. But there was this element of sometimes it was mean-spirited. So you haven't seen the new one. So let's just go off the first one, which we've all seen, I'm assuming. Right. And I really did feel there was moments in that. And I laughed a lot in the movie. Some of it was justified. But some of what he did was not justified and was mean-spirited. Like, for example, when he had the dinner at that kind of you know, high-end place and called the woman ugly who never did anything to him. She might be, just because she's rich doesn't mean she's a bad person. That, to me, 
was the scene where I'm like, I don't like this. Hey, when he's in front of all the rednecks saying kill the black people and he makes them look like assholes because they said shit like that, 100% I get it. I get why he does it, but sometimes it does go a bit too far. And and there's elements in in the new movie of that which I felt uncomfortable with. That doesn't mean I stopped watching it. Doesn't mean I didn't like the movie, but there is an element of mean spirited to it because. But, but, but it, it is a character, though. So the character's being mean spirited. And, and it but does, that person he's doing it to does not know he's a character and does that, not know that it's being presented that way. They yeah, think this is a real moment. Yeah, but also that it well, does expose it does expose how people sort of deal with that because like none of the people that were sitting at that table reacted negatively they at the people at that table were sort of like well i mean they were under the impression that this is a guy from a foreign country that yes they were being nice they were being nice but they were also sort of like you know it's like the guys that were trying to sell him like when he went to go buy a car and he kept on referring to it as a pussy wagon and uh and the, and some of the car dealership was just like uh I mean, yeah, they were sort of, yeah, you could get that with this car. They were just trying to sell a car. Right. I mean, sometimes you can point out people's bigotedness and some, and people's prejudice. But, I mean, it is a, a character. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I, I, didn't, I didn't have a problem with, with, with that one scene in the first movie where, where he was like, you're fat, or anything like that. I, I don't know. It was still, I, I still got a kick out of it. I still enjoyed it, uh, but I remember the, the boys... He got with some drunk bros on a bus, some fraternity yes, guys. On a he camper. really made them look like assholes. They were drunk and they're kids. And you got to think about how you would feel, you know, about footage of you 21 and fucking sauce. And they were also being nice to him and being like, well, we want to yeah. show you around in America. Um, so, yeah, there were there were times where it was, uh, you know, yeah. He'll, 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 if, if, if it's justified, if it's justified and they're assholes or they show some kind of piece i get it but just to go up to someone and be that to me i you know we can agree to disagree i just find it mean-spirited that's yeah. it well it can be mean-spirited but it, it is a, a at the end of the day too so it's like you know the, and i don't think that even the borat the character when he was like um i don't think he was being mean-spirited when he said you know you're unattractive and you're fat that was just where he's from, that is, people are very just blunt. That's not mean-spirited, Dave? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think... Because he's from somewhere, he can go up to someone and call them fat? No, no, no. You're making a hole here, Dave. No, so, some Everybody people... Everybody was just, trying to give up the benefit of the doubt, because he yes. was foreign. And yes. they were all like, oh, maybe this is just how they are. And yeah, how- no, I, mean, yeah. I think some people in some other parts of the world and you know, some other cultures are much more blunt and don't skirt... It's like kids, right. you know? Kids are going to be the first ones that come up to you and go, you're fat or you're ugly. They don't realize, oh, I should be delicate with this person. And they don't, they don't, you know, realize, oh, they don't, haven't been informed with those society norms of just like, oh, well, if someone has a birthmark, don't mention it. Or, or if someone's this, don't make fun of it. They just, those kids will be the first. So it's maybe Borat's more of a, obviously he's a, not the brightest character and like innocence to him that he can be that blunt with people. But I don't know, it's just when people just, I don't know, expect too much from, or, or just the idea of calling it racist and stuff like that. It is a, it is a it's character. Not racist. It's not racist. He'll definitely, he'll definitely play the part of racist uh, to expose racist. 
do he'll he'll just amp somebody up that he's not making anybody say anything that they wouldn't normally say i don't think you know he's making them feel comfortable to be the racist selves right. how much how much are we how much do we need to for example even though you haven't seen the new movie there is this element of you don't know who's in on the joke and who isn't in on the joke. Like if there's someone who's actually an actor or an actress and they're hired to do this part, or if they're just someone walking up on the street, there's no clear cut. So, you know, so there are some people in the movie that's coming out now that they are actors and actresses. Right. But, but the Aussie, the public doesn't know. Would that affect your opinion on Borat if you knew that that scene was now played a certain way? Like it was an actress and not an actor. Nah, I mean, if I, if I didn't know if someone was an actor or an actress, I mean, I never had a problem with the whole thing in the first place. So, right. like, uh, so uh, it didn't affect me either. Yeah, I, no, I, I expect that, I expect to know the difference by the end of the sketch of the bit. You know who's an actor and who wasn't. I expect. I guess I'd feel kind of lied to if I found out that they were all actors, because it's that, that's the whole point, right? It's supposed right. To look that's like yeah. Actor. That's I. That's my yeah, so my idea. Problem. It's like that would be dishonest. So right. you know, he mean, needs to have a couple side players, but that's always I think. Like yeah, for example, in in the new movie, and this is this isn't a spoiler because they've been mm -hmm. talking about it for weeks before the movie came out. He goes into a synagogue and he talks to. Um, a Holocaust survivor, and he comes up dressed in what he calls the Jew costume. So you know, a giant nose, long fingernails. He walked in, and to talk to her. But before that happened, he actually talked to the woman and said that he's going to be doing this. So she's in on the joke. Right. Okay. Why is it important for him that she's in on the joke and other people aren't? Because if he's coming from a place that's important and on the right side, why did he feel like he had to inform the Holocaust survivor of what he's doing so she can play good in front of the camera and not everyone else he's punking? Because he's Jewish? Is that what you mean, maybe? No, I, 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 he is Jewish. But he I, might I, be favoring, I don't know, you know? I think um, because, I think if he did it and he's yeah. shown on camera fucking around with a Holocaust survivor and it goes bad or it makes them look bad, the whole world would go fucking nuts. Well, but it's interesting that. that he did that. There is that yeah. line of like, why are you doing that there? But when you go into the, you know, the, the cake place or the tanning place, they're not in on the joke. Well, I mean, I mean, at the same time, it's sort of like, I mean, this is a nicer, gentler version of Borat where he does learn a couple of lessons by the end of the movie. And I was, I was telling to someone else, I mean, even, even in the sequel to Terminator, he was a nicer version of the Terminator, where he wasn't like just out to kill everything. Right. He did have a nicer side to him. But it's always yeah. just funny to me, especially like Saturday Night Live, it's sort of like, it almost like whenever you sort of compliment a movie or say something nice about it, it, it just sort of opens up the floodgates for everyone to, like if you mentioned anything positive about a Saturday Night Live appearance, there will always be someone who will jump on your Facebook feed and say, and feel the need to say, oh, you know what? I haven't watched it in 20 years, but right. I, I'm just like, nobody ever asked you that. It was like an opportunity of like, hey, let me, here's a point that you're trying to make. Let me shit all over it before you. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to just. Volunteer something negative. And yeah. <laughs> right. 
I mean, I'm not saying that we need something where we have a, a week where we just talk about positive things that we liked, but there's always someone that wants to jump on it and shit all over it too. I'm going to make mention yeah. of the fact that it says that we only have three minutes and 30 seconds. All right. Well, what, what I'll say is hopefully the next time that we're together, if you can get a chance to watch the sequel to Borat, so then we can come back and continue this argument right where we left off, then that, that's, what, that's what we'll do. Oh, okay. I, I just have one quick thing. If someone asked that, like, if someone was having, like, an, an open casket funeral, which I don't understand why open casket funerals... And also, I don't know why they don't put them in into the ground. Them, young people, I don't know. But yeah. Go ahead. Some religious mumbo jumbo. But also, I don't understand why don't they put them in feet first into the ground? It would save a lot of space. Wouldn't it? Has well, uh, I, I already talked about the big concrete vaults, right? Like saving space is not really uh, seems yeah. to be uh, something that's in mind with the whole process there. Uh, I, I think that would be better. Um, to me, I would just buy a freezer, and as my family members die, just throw them on the freezer, you know, open the yeah. lid, you know, take it out of the ground, open the lid, throw the next body in, close the lid, put it in the ground. Is he saving them for like a Thanksgiving or something? No, no, no. I don't mean put free on in them. I mean, you know, just like a freezer type size container. Oh, oh, okay, all right. You're not, yeah, you don't want, to, you want to break them up mention, later. Um, yeah, no, I will mention that one of the embalmings that I did was John Candy's mom. And there's no way to step it. I'm just gonna put it in. I just give you an answer because that's any chance I get. I love to. That's my favorite thing that I think. That's your so, that's your one celebrity kind of embalming. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, a relative of Sandra O oh as well. You know, uh, her from Ottawa when I was up there. Um, I didn't so far, so far, good people. You're on a run here, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Informer to the stars, moms. You know, is kind of. Okay, if someone yeah. wanted to put mime, if someone wanted to be a mime or put mime makeup on for their closed cast for their open casket funeral, could they do that? Yeah, you could do that. You could do oh, that. Can you I bend the arms? Question. Can you bend their arms up and like so they're doing the wall in the okay. casket, like lying down, like oh, the mime. We don't mime yeah, let me out, let me out. No. Like Ronnie James Dio, last in line.